Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. I saw the same tweet you must have saw, so it got deleted. I didn't know if it was real, if it was a fake, or what it was, but as I'm watching the Badger basketball game, the student section at the Kohl Center starts chanting out, we want Caleb, we want Caleb, Mm -hmm. i.e. we want Caleb Williams, the guy who was with Oklahoma now on the transfer portal, um, either between USC or Wisconsin. Wisconsin keeps rising up, I guess, in this. I saw a tweet, though. I thought it was from, was it Rivals.com or something? Uh, was it John McNamara? It was well, no, it was Scary Alvarez. I thought I saw a blue checkmark checked on it. I can't remember, but it, the, the tweet it was in passing, and it was that Caleb Williams intends to inform Paul Chris that he is not coming to Wisconsin. I said, "Well, WTF, man!" That's then I didn't see anything else about it. WTF, mate. So you um, saw that. So the the tweet was deleted then. Yeah, it was a I'm satire. No. It was Scary Alvarez, like, releasing information from behind John McNamara's paywall. So he's just trying to get people to click on the... No. Like, sign up? I, I don't know. Interesting. Like, he, his tweet said that. So he just took the information from behind the paywall and made it free. And then John McNamara, like, called him out on it. So he deleted the tweet. Oh. Um, Interesting. Wasn't John McNamara just saying that he thinks this is a real possibility that Caleb Williams is coming to Wisconsin? Yeah, he said that like legitly the day before. Yeah. So here is uh, I found the video. This is awesome. Here's here's the uh, Wisconsin basketball, the student section of the Wisconsin basketball game yesterday. Tweaked it. Oh yeah, he just turned it a little bit. Hear him? Yeah. Willis back in the game. We want Caleb chance ring out at the Cole Center. Uh, anything we can do to get Caleb Williams to come to Wisconsin, I am all for. So as this continues to go on, right, Friday night or Friday was the initial sign-up period for USC's classes, right, classes, right Rowdy? Yep, and that Friday the has the deadline. come and pass. Now, you can still sign up. You just I get hit with a late fee, I think. Yeah. So it's still, as Rowdy just said, the deadline has now come and passed. Well, no, Wisconsin's the one with the late fee. USC didn't have any. Oh, so Wisconsin only has a $50 late fee? Yeah. So USC, I mean, the deadline's passed. Now, Williams, Caleb Williams, has a lot of ties to Wisconsin. His father, Carl Williams, is friends with now former Baltimore Ravens tight ends coach, now Wisconsin's offensive coordinator, Bobby Ingram. So the father of Caleb Williams, Carl Williams, friends with Bobby Ingram. Guess who's the OC now? Bobby Ingram for the Wisconsin Badgers. There's a little connection. So that's got to be feeling nice. I mean, do you think there's a reason why the the Badgers, I mean, I know he had a little f- uh, fun with Chris at Pitt in 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. But do you think there's a reason why besides him, you know, being qualified for the job, obviously. But do you think the fact that there's a tie to Caleb Williams, that's the reason why he's now OC? That and I think the Badgers are trying to get more coaches with NFL experience on yeah. on their roster because it seems so far as they replace guys when they leave, 
they're bringing in former NFL players. They're bringing in uh, NFL coaches. They're they're bringing in the guys where higher rated recruits might look at it and be like, oh, oh, he coached at that level. He played at that level. That's where I want to be. Rowdy? I'd also say he checks every single one of those boxes. Yeah. Son's on the team, <laughs> formerly coached with Paul Christ, coached in the NFL, and just happens to be, uh, you know, have a relationship with one of the most coveted transfers that listed your school as being one of the possibilities. His father. Carl Williams. It's kind of nice when you have a guy that checks pretty much every single box. Uh, yeah. It really is. So the Caleb Williams news still awaiting. I, the longer this goes, but I can't go too much longer, but the longer this goes, the more I feel like it bodes well for Wisconsin. I think so, too. Because, I mean, the deadline's already passed for USC. Like, yeah. What what other teams are even up there for him? Isn't now Wisconsin the one A or one B? That's if he plans on enrolling in spring True. classes. Because in theory, he I don't think he has to go to school to be enrolled at classes. He just wouldn't be able to practice during the spring or lift yeah. weights or wherever. It, wouldn't you think potentially he could do all his weightlifting and training by himself mm-hmm. during the spring, re-enroll during the summer for summer practices or even – uh, the fall, if you really wanted to take it up to fall practice, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't think I would see that. But I could, I could, if he doesn't like going to school, I could see him doing it for summer class. Not, not here to go. To we play ain't school. here to. We ain't here to play school, like, right? If if you're not about that and you really don't want to care to go to school for the spring semester, I could see enrolling in summer. Yeah. So uh, Blake Brockmeyer for 24-7 Sports was talking about Caleb Williams saying uh, he could run the football and throw the football. I think adding him to the power rushing attack that Wisconsin uses, the play-action pass game and just his ability to run the football himself would give them a huge, huge addition to their offense. Their offense last year lacked some punch in the passing game and scoring points. Caleb Williams would be great anywhere he goes. But I think it would be interesting to see how Bobby Ingram would use him. Coming from the Ravens, using Lamar Jackson running the football, I think it could be a really interesting fit, and I think it could potentially get Wisconsin over the top and one of the top, if not the best chance of winning the Big Ten this year to beat Ohio State. Well, I had the example of everyone, including myself, on the face of this, initially thought, hey, he's just going to follow Lincoln Riley to USC. That's why he put himself in the transfer portal. But then on Friday... Dart's gone. <laughs> yeah. I on Friday I asked Zach Heilprin though on the flip side because it was something I thought of later. Who's going to join us in the eight o'clock hour today? Well, what if you know Lincoln Riley told him, "Yeah, we're going to be here for the next five years, and we're going to get you to the NFL and blah blah blah." Then he just picks up and leaves, and you're sitting there going, "Well, I thought you're going to be here. I thought you know blah blah." All the promises you made, you just broke. Maybe that does piss him off. Doesn't want to go to USC, and USC is kind of rebuilding. It's not like Lincoln Riley is going to come in there and, and have an Oklahoma, you know, program that Bob Stoops left him that was still in really good shape, getting really good recruits and consistently being good. USC hasn't been consistently good probably for poof. It's like you could argue since Pete Carroll was there. Yeah. It's been over a decade. He's not going to come in and all of a sudden have a national championship team. It's going to take two, three years for him to get his recruits in, get his players in, get his system locked in. Now, he might be able to do it a little bit faster due to the transfer portal, but it's not going to happen next year. At a minimum, he's got two years. Right. Well, you also have... And Caleb Williams only going to be there for two years. Yeah. And you have the whole situation where, like you said, transfers are coming in. 
But I haven't heard him land a big O line. No. Well, and their that. their offensive line wasn't very good. No. And now he's gotten some quarterbacks. He's gotten some L.A. Uh, California kids that are highly recruited, highly ranked. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that offensive line's still not going to be great. You can't even in the transfer portal era. You can't not even at a, a big Division One powerhouse like USC. You can't turn that completely around in just one year. And if Caleb Williams is really sitting there going, well. I only got two more years. Come to Wisconsin. It would be a waste of a year for one of them. We have it all for you, yeah. Caleb. At a min- And that's at a minimum. Caleb, we have it all for you here at Wisconsin. Come. Now we're running game. All right, 608 321 See the phone line's blown up. Uh, line one, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Happy Monday, man. Scott, one second, buddy. I just got to see who's on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Terry from the north side. The king of the north. What's up, Terry? Hey, did so did he commit to, I just tuned in. Did he commit to Wisconsin then? Still up in the air. But the longer okay, this goes, the better it looks for Wisconsin. Okay, because didn't he, um, Nelson say that he had to enroll by USC? Was it Friday? Was it Friday? The Friday so that just happened. That? But also, he doesn't have to go to spring classes. Okay. So if he wanted to go to spring classes, then he had to enroll at USC the Friday that just happened. You know, the only reason, and I believe if this guy, you see, and you know how I feel about the Wisconsin coaching staff. Yeah, I think them. they're the reason why they haven't won. Okay, so if this guy comes and Wisconsin still can't win, then would you believe me that this Wisconsin coaching staff is not the elite staff to run, to to take this team to the promised land? Mm, I don't know. It depends, play on, out. depends on how it plays out. If if all of a sudden they have a really good offense again, but the defense just isn't up to snuff because they lost a ton of starters and they only returned like Keanu Benton and a couple other guys and they just didn't have enough to replace them and the defense wasn't uh, top-notch like it had been the last few years, I would say no. It's just so a Nelson, rebuilding are you a D. That the talent has to be better than the coaching? Do I think the talent has to be better than the coaching? Yeah, does the talent have to be better than the coaching for Wisconsin to win a national championship? I don't know if Wisconsin has tapped out as getting better talent than where the coaching is. I mean, if lately wow, since I, I just totally disagree with that. I totally. With this the, the beauty of sports talk radio. This university guys, come on, the talent. Look at the talent we have sent through this university, and these coaches don't get an excuse. I would love Terry to see. Paul Christ and his coaching staff with Jim Leonard and all them get the continuous recruits that Ryan Day gets, that uh, James State, Franklin yeah. gets, that uh, Jim Harbaugh gets. Because if they turned out the same recruits every single year as Penn State, Michigan, and, and Ohio State, I don't, I don't think you'd be losing in the Big Ten championship game every year. But Nelson, I've heard this year after year after year. Wisconsin's a university as well as Michigan as well as what is so fabulous about Michigan. They have a tradition, but why did their people work a little harder? Well, in the last in the last decade, Terry, it's Ohio State with the most wins of the Big Ten, and well, then second is Wisconsin. I don't argue that. I don't argue that at all. But why do the coaching staff work a little harder? Do the recruits work a little harder? Do the scouts work? A, do our do their scouts know talent better than we do? I keep no, and I ain't gonna buy this. They pay people. I ain't gonna buy that crap because people can't keep their mouth shut. No, they do. You know, if that happened, these guys would report that as they would. Get further down the line, especially if they were busting the NFL to make a buck. We all know that that would happen, and that doesn't happen. Well, I think it goes back to being blue bloods. Everything comes easier once you get a, a little, uh, you know, oomph behind your name. And on Ohio State and Michigan, they've always had, had, had been that for forever. Wisconsin, outside of like what the '60s, 
where they had like a, a decade. Wisconsin's like a tier they one, tier two. They didn't team. have anything until Barry Alvarez got here in 1990. Wisconsin straddles straddles the tier two, tier one line. Right now, they have more foot in the tier two. Michigan and Ohio State have been around for a hundred years. Well, he did well. Wisconsin has two, two. Where I'll disagree with you is this: you, people keep forgetting about Dave McLean. You know, if Dave McLean wouldn't have had, and I believe it was a sauna. Whatever it was, I don't remember. Had a, yeah, had a um, massive heart happened, attack in the sauna. You never would have heard of Barry Alvarez. That and I true. believe Dave McLean. Look at that. You know, so this is where you guys, maybe your age is showing this. But, you know, there's a thing that, Nelson, you're great at, and that's getting online. Go back and look at the number one picks Dave McLean had coming out of Wisconsin. Yeah, but you know what? That? That's what when Wisconsin that? played Oklahoma, Nebraska, UCLA in their non-conference games. Not the University of the Blind, and not Moorhead State. I mean, this was the difference. Wisconsin had a tough schedule back. I respect the 94 Badger team highly, and I believe if they would have had anywhere near a tougher schedule, that team would have won a national championship. Yeah, they but had if, the talent. If we're doing what-ifs, you could also say, well, if he did stick around, if, if he didn't have a heart attack, and you never heard of Barry Alvarez, well, one, could Barry Alvarez have went to another Big Ten school and done the same thing? And two, sure. would the program have been... Where it is today, you know, 30 years later, if McLean was still there, do you think he could yes, have built under, the program and maintained it for three decades? Yes, under Elroy Hirsch and Dave McLean, Just absolutely. Think, if Russell Wilson and company had, like, what, 30 more seconds against TCU? You could talk about some different stuff. It would have been Scott Tolzien. Or Scott Tolzien, excuse me. Yeah, see, I mean, you had the greatest quarterback in America and Russell Wilson, you still lost more games. That's my You know, you can argue on this all day long. The, the second mm-hmm. half against Ohio State in the last Big Ten championship, sure. you could totally blame that on coaching. Hey, Terry, if, the, know, if the Big Ten championship ended a couple of years ago at halftime, Badgers are in the cultural playoffs. Absolutely. But it didn't end at halftime. So what happened in the yeah. second half? Unfortunately, David Clayton See, but this is where you and I are going to differ, and I guess we're never going to agree. Well, you're Terry, you're, you're living in 1994 continually. I'm trying to advance the story. Oh. I'm trying to advance it. They had a no. You're not. You're trying to. You're stuck in the middle '90s, dude. It's time to. It's time to come to 2022. They had a foundation and couldn't keep it going. That was 1994, there, dude. It's, it's time to time to get to the 2022s. See, the point is, every foundation starts with one year, young man. Trust me, I learned that a long time ago in sex ed. It takes a foundation to get it started. Well, yeah, you have to have a good bed frame. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> let me see. Well, this is the difference, I guess, between you guys and I. And I'm old. But, you know, I believe in, you know, in hard work. I believe in, you know, foundation. I don't believe in Isn't looking that Wisconsin? For I mean, they always, they're always described as hard workers. They're guys that always have a, a good foundation of a defense and an offensive line running backs. That's what Wisconsin's known for. This year you had the best defense in America and couldn't They almost always have one of the best defenses in America. Then why can't you win your division? Because there's a guy named Ohio. There's a guy named a, a thing called Ohio State Coaching. there. Evil. All right, there. Well, Coaching. See you, buddy. Look, I can argue the reason the Cubs haven't won is because of coaching and managing, because they certainly have had the Hall of Fame talent. We can argue that all day long. The point of it is... Terry, if 108 years ago they never bring that goat and ban that goat, they would have won every year. I would have shot that goat a long time ago. I'll tell you that. Go find one and exercise some demons. See you, Terry. Love you. Go Cubs. Well, I would say to a couple of his points, first one, with the recruits... Well, one, the last, what, the last three-ish years, they've been starting to land more four and a couple five-star recruits. Some of the so best recruiting classes. They, in the last 
since 2045 four and five star recruits. Exactly. And the That's and combined. most and most of them have come in the last 3 years. Right. Yeah. But you have seen how how good Paul Christ and this Wisconsin Badgers team has been consistently at almost like a tier 2 level mm-hmm. getting Two and three stars. Now that's why we're getting. That's why we're getting a little bit frustrated because they're starting to get three and fours, and instead of seeing them beat Ohio State, they're still oh, coming Jesus. up a little short. But my biggest thing is right. Paul Chris, for the most part, has been head and shoulders really, really good. Yeah. But I will say the one game that drove me up a wall was All that Minnesota game. Yeah. Like that was yeah. just right. straight up bad. That was All right, full lines blown up. I'm gonna do them in order here. Uh, well, good morning. Who's this? Corey Marshall. Hey, Corey, what's up, brother? I think our buddy from the north has to get out a little more. I think he's losing it. Maybe is he in like self isolation up there or something? Because that was a mess of a phone call. <laughs> I don't know what the heck he's talking about. McLean from the forty years ago. He was a great coach, but and I love the nineteen eighties as much as anybody else. But the eighties are in the eighties. So let's drop the talking about Dave McLean. Whatever. I, I, we, need De- we need a DeLorean. RIP, we need a DeLorean. We need a DeLorean. Yeah, I. Hey, great movie. Yeah, um, stuck in the eighties. Yeah, exactly. Ohio State won that game in the Big Ten championship game because newsflash, they got better players. There's this <laughs> Tennessee in this state, and I love this state, but everybody around here in Green Bay area, they always blame their team. So it's always the Packers, their coaches suck. Badgers, their coaches suck. That's why they lost. You know, there's a distinct possibility that the other team. Just, just has better players and better talent. <laughs> I mean, it, believe it or not, that, Corey, yeah. believe it or not, the other team is also trying to win. The, the, they're, they're not, like they're, they're not there to lay down and lose. They're also trying Larry to win McCurry the game. always says, like, hey, the other guys get paid too, right? Yeah. And you can apply that to college as well. These other kids that go to these other schools, they might just be a little bit better. That's where the Badgers are falling short in terms of their talent acquisition. And I agree with what Rowdy said and what RJ was saying. I had the same thought, too. Maybe the way that the Badgers are looking to try to overcome Wait. that is to bring in NFL-level coaches yeah. to say to well, these players, Corey. like, look, yo, we have guys that have done this. If you want to know what it takes to get to that level, come yeah. here. Well, Corey, uh, just one second. I toss the other person on hold. Uh, Corey, to your point, though, Corey, is this still you? Yeah, I'm here. I was just yelling into the abyss. No, to, to your <laughs> yeah, to your point though. I mean, that's why Caleb Williams is in the mix right now. Like Wisconsin, why would a guy like Caleb Williams want to come here if it wasn't a good destination? Yeah, that's. Yeah, and I, then, I don't know. And the NFL talent they got, uh, you know, Bobby Ingram's just coming now. He's just with the Baltimore Ravens for what five, six years. Now he's going to be the OC for Wisconsin. And I'm Mr. Cynical Reality, so I'm not being Pollyanna with Chris and the coaching staff. Yeah. They made tons of mistakes in that Minnesota game, like Rowdy said. That was one of the probably one of the worst games I've ever seen them play slash coach. And you know when they're going to punt for it, I mean we won't rehash that, but we all know what happened there. Yeah. That was the one time where I'm like, what the bleep is going on out here with these coaches? I would say you the two I mean? worst games ever coached by Paul Chris off the top of my head both happened to be Minnesota games. Exactly. It was it was last year's Minnesota game, and then it was 2017 with Alex Hornibrook's last yeah. game. Why what did the they hell? put Hornibrook back in there next? Corey, have a good Monday. Say, would, would you start that guy? The offensive line wants to kill him. <laughs> Let's be honest. They let him just get blown up. I know they did. In that game. Corey, you're the man, we brother. We all know why, too. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, uh, busy, wandering, busy wandering eyes. You're the man, Corey. Have a good Monday, brother. You, too. I'm going right, to calm down now. All right, see you, buddy. Uh, good morning. Who's this?
Nope. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. Hey, Nathan. You know, if you don't have a great foundation, you need to be able to pay good money. Just yep. laying that out there. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, you know, and I think part of the problem with Wisconsin is, is like we don't have the big winning tradition. I mean, yeah, okay, we're a winning program, but we're not like at the championship caliber. And then when you look at some of the SEC teams, you're looking at weather. I mean, these kids are looking at all the guys coming out of Alabama and LSU, and they're looking at the Joe Burrows now. And they're thinking, hey, I can go to Louisiana and play. I don't need to freeze in Wisconsin. Uh, you know, they're doing a really good job at, at gaining more success and at least in the talks of national title at some point in time in the season. And, I mean, as far as Minnesota goes, I mean, maybe Paul Chris needs to run him out to one of those little lakes and teach him how to row a damn boat. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, You're funny, um, I don't know. Did Tom Brady actually officially retire? No, we're gonna, no, he did not. I heard, I heard if he's still on the roster by the 4th of February, he gets a $15 million bonus. That's correct. Yeah, he has not, so he's not officially retired. I would be like, okay, Saturday I retire. <laughs> Nathan, <laughs> you hang on for that $5 million, all right, brother? <laughs> yeah. Let's see, buddy. Bye. Well, here's the other thing with Wisconsin and the, the quarterbacks like Joe Burrow, like uh, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, all those guys go to the Ohio States. Like Joe Burrow and Justin Fields, obviously Justin Fields was at Georgia, transfers yep. to Ohio State. Uh, Burrow was at Ohio State, transfers to LSU. Like they're not, they're not going to schools like Wisconsin. They're going to power, you know, D one powerhouses and transferring to other D one powerhouses because they were highly recruited. Yeah. Where's Ewers going now? That's why it's so frustrating when Chaos. Graham Mertz. <laughs> They're back. <Better> back. <laughs> Hook them. That's why it's so frustrating when Horns Graham down. Mertz can look like a god, his first ever start against Illinois, and then play pretty pedestrian football the entire rest of his career so far. Yeah. And he's supposed to be your highly recruited quarterback. All right, midway through the Big Ten season here, your Wisconsin Badger basketball team, 8-2 and two in conference play, tied for first in the league, the Big Ten. And boys, um, you know, Rowdy and I were talking about it, and I don't think you were here when we were talking about it, RJ. So let me, let me ask you, what's your expectations for Wisconsin now? As, uh, they're obviously a team that's going to be in March Madness, the NCAA tournament. What did you say, Rowdy? Sweet 16? Sweet 16 is your? You know, you know what you say in times like this, right? What? There's only one thing left to do. Win the whole effing thing. Um, you'd like to see them stay in contention for the regular season Big Ten title. Yep, which they're doing. Um, and, yeah, push forward to, to a Sweet 16. And if you get there, I mean, you look for whatever matchups you have going, and hopefully they can advance to an Elite Eight. I think it's a it's a team I'm that, feeling the Elite Eight vibe. Yeah, it's it's a team, I think, once they get out of the conference, um, it'll be a team that still gives other teams fits that aren't yeah. used to uh, the swing and even though you know we're seeing more of an up and down kind of team right now because they're able to do it um i they they we shouldn't expect to see a drop off and shouldn't want to see a drop no, off the only thing that um you know obviously in march madness when you got to run maybe it's like you need guys to get hot cuz they're a very starter heavy team yeah. that bench is a little questionable right. just because i mean 
only what there's five points coming from Bowman yesterday, and that was it uh, mm-hmm. from the bench. Uh, Johnny Davis only 16 points, but my God, was he good at the end there in the clutch? And I like 15 how, career high rebounds. I like how RJ mentioned staying in contention for the Big Ten regular season title. Does anyone care about the Big Ten champion or like the tournament, the Big Ten tournament? No. Nah. As long as you win like a game or two, so that the March Madness crew can't be like, well, if you're on the border or like on that bubble line, you yeah. need a win or two. Right. Outside of that, it's like. Normally the teams that go all the way, now this isn't like a for sure thing, but normally the teams that go all the way that didn't have to and play like those three extra days, hasn't there been like some, uh, maybe it's just some recency bias, but they normally struggle at least in the start of the tournament. That could be whatever, but I feel like that Big Ten tournament, unless you're not in the tournament or not on the bubble, it's like pointless. Well, the Big Ten tournament is about third, obviously, NCAA tournament, and then the regular season Big Ten, and then the Big Ten tournament. Well, I mean, you still get an automatic qualifier if you you aren't the conference champion. If you end up winning the Big Ten tournament, automatic qualifier. That's what I'm but, saying. If you're yeah. not if you're not on the bubble or not in. But who cares? We're already talking about it. We were talking about it when the the Badgers had 14 wins. Mm-hmm. You need 6 more wins to get to 20 and in a power 5 or mi- a major conference, whatever you want to call it for basketball, you are making the NCAA tournament with 20 wins. Especially yeah, with totally. the Big 10 who now plays 20 conference games. Yeah. Which that's a ton of games in conference. Yeah, you're you're eight and two in conference. Um, yeah, your two losses came without a full your full complement. Um, one without Wall, one without Davis, and you know you're you're looking like a team that is finding ways to well, win. And Providence, the team that they lost to, third game of the season without Johnny Davis. Mm-hmm. All they they've done Marquette. is continuing to win. They beat Marquette and yep. Xavier in this last week. Yeah, they just yeah. beat Marquette. Both teams that are ranked. And they're 18-2 and two right now. And they're at top of the Big East. Yeah. So the Wisconsin Badgers, I had a nice little stat here that I wanted oh, to I like get stats. to. Oh, yeah, nice little stat here. Uh, let's see here. Note of the day. This comes from uh, UW. With their 66-60 win over Minnesota, Wisconsin improved to 10-1 and in games decided by six points or fewer. No other team in the country has more than eight such wins. In fact, the closest major conference teams are Miami, who are 8-3, and Providence, 7-0, Florida State, 7-2, Colorado, and Boise State. Wisconsin is 10-1. and They're one they is know against how, Providence. And they, they, <laughs> yeah, they know how to close out games, and that's a sign of a good team. Yeah. Was, oh, they're lucky. No, no, no. no you no. don't get the 10-1 and one in close games like that yeah. in luck. By luck. No. That's, that's skill. And Johnny Davis, dude, he took over at the end of that game yesterday. Mm-hmm. That little jumper he had just to put it w- w- well, out little, of reach. The little combo steal. The offensive he rebound. Chucky Hepburn had like, at the end there. Ooh. He is. He good. Oh, he good. Yeah, so Wisconsin, we'll talk more about it. Come on, Zach Heilprin's going to join us at 20, our sports director. But it's uh, we, from where we started the season, we were thinking of what? Lucky to be in the NCAA tournament, potentially? Yeah, I mean, we were still among the people who were saying... I, you can't, I said fourth you, or better, but I yeah, always say it. You can't, I always you say can't pick this team lower than fifth. It, 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 it hasn't been a recipe for success for any expert to pick a, this team yeah. lower than fifth since Bo Ryan got here. Oh, and Rowdy, you'll like this. I, I, I saved this stat for you. Uh, where'd it go? Here we go. Uh, Johnny Davis, Rowdy. 
16 points and a career-high 15 rebounds. That's the first 15 and 15 performance by a Badger. Since? Ethan, Ethan Happ. <laughs> and it's probably... Is that the, when he went with his triple-double? 22 points, 15 boards against uh, Virginia on November 23rd, 2018. And I'll probably throw another fact in there that you'd really have to dig up. Now, it's, it's probably the first 15 and 15 where the player shot it from outside of the paint. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. So the Badger basketball team very heavy on starters, obviously. That bench, though, if you want to make a deep run, we need someone to rise up to the occasion. And last night, or yesterday afternoon, there was only one player off the bench scoring points. Jacoby, ne- or I'm sorry, Lauren Bowman had five points. Yeah, Everyone else had zero. It's pretty disappointing because you look at the game, the line was 11, so expectations Badger should probably win by double digits somewhere in there. You sniffed it out. You bet You bet Minnesota well, plus it was, 11. It, it was easy. Wisconsin hardly has beaten anyone by double digits in Big Ten play. And Johnny Davis hasn't been playing his best games because we earlier in the season he was like on fire, right? Yeah. 24 here, yeah. 30 there. He's been relegated back to the teens. Well, it's not like you're going to argue with 16 points, 15 rebounds, but he hasn't played first 15 to 15 games since Ethan happened 2018. Yeah. And he hasn't been playing to that high Johnny Davis type level. Then also you still have your Brad Davis since Tyler walls ankle looks like it's getting a little bit better by the game, which is good for the Badgers. But we've talked about how all season, if Tyler wall, Johnny Davis or Brad Davison go out, one of their three best players, they really struggle, and that's because of the bench. I mean, look at the bench. The bench combined for five points. Bowman. They combined for two rebounds, one assist, and three fouls. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's nothing. No. That, that's absolutely nothing. And that's what scares me a little bit making a super deep run is because if Johnny Davis is off for one game and you can't get any contribution off the bench... It's going to be a dogfight. Well, we're going to be seeing a big-time game on Wednesday when they go down to Illinois to face Kofi Coburn and the fight in the line eye. An 8 o'clock tip. 8 o'clock tip. 8 o'clock tip. 8 o'clock tip. And that'll be a doozy. So Stephen Crowell, Chris, and by the way, another guy that has been playing that well, Chris Vogt. Chris Vogt was playing a lot better about a month ago. I mean, I don't ebbs know, and flows of the season. I don't know what's gotten into him, but he can't make baskets at the rim anymore. I never, and you've, we're under the same guys here, is when you're like seven feet tall and you're standing right next to the rim, how you just can't put the ball in the hoop. But him and Crowell are going to have to bring it on Wednesday. Yeah. Because obviously Kofi Coburn is going to command. No, he's a monster. And, and if he can catch the ball in the paint, that's going to be a long day. But they're going to have to defend him just like they defended Edie. <laughs> It's literally just use up your fouls and be physical. Hey, everyone that's over like six, six, you have five fouls. Use them correctly. Oh, and by the way, it wouldn't hurt if Johnny Davis dropped like 30. No, well, yeah, of course not. But yeah, I mean, you look at the Wisconsin moving forward to Wednesday, you have Stephen Crowell that can guard Kofi Coburn. You have Chris Vote, and then it gets pretty few and far between with Tyler Wall and, and Ben Carlson. Ugh. Like our guy B-Rail just has his Coburn cleared to play. Well, he, he played, played on, Saturday, on Saturday and he scored 22 points on Northwestern in 30 minutes of work. 
Nine rebounds, one assist. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. But speaking of expectations, Rowdy, the Green Bay Packers, uh, a lot were expected of the Packers when they first went on that Super Bowl run, the 2010-2011 season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers at a high level getting that MVP. They've gone on the road every single game uh, like a juggernaut and beating the Steelers to kick off the 2010s. Thinking, oh my God, we have a dynasty in the making on our hands. Parallels to the Kansas City Chiefs as the Chiefs won 2020 for the Super Bowl and then thought they got a dynasty in the making on their hands. And we saw what happened yesterday. Joe Burrow, who has now captivated America, took down Brittany Matthews, Patrick Mahomes, and his brother Jackson Mahomes. They can't TikTok at the Super Bowl. Joey Cool punching the ticket for the Bengals since first since 1988 to a Super Bowl. And then, the, Rowdy, this the parallels between the Packers and the Chiefs. But when it comes to the Packers, we have this now. What we thought, well, you could even make the case of the 2020s for the Packers. What, you know, a couple of NFC Championship games and some losses. And now you have the divisional round, the loss to the Niners. But with the Packers, we're going to be having a, a really different looking team here. What happens to Aaron Rodgers in the offseason? What happens to Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams is asking for $30 million for his contract. Now the Packers could tag him. And what's the tag at? Like 20, 21 million? Yeah, about 20 million. 20 million for the tag for franchise. And now uh, the coaching carousel that's happening, Nathaniel Hackett, the Packers offensive coordinator, is now the head coach for the Denver Broncos. The Packers then, Matt LaFleur saying he was going to hire from within to replace Hackett if Hackett left. That was going to be Luke Getze, we all thought the quarterback's coach. Well, Luke Getze is now the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. And now the line coach and the run game coordinator Adam Stenovich is now the OC for the Green Bay Packers. Are we witnessing the dismantling of the Packers before our very eyes, Rowdy? Well, one, you asked a lot of different questions there, so I'm going to try and answer them one by one. Yeah, let's first. Uh, first I, I, I threw a lot out there. First, Kansas City versus Green Bay. Well, let's just start with that. Green Bay, obviously, the 2010s, where they start right out there, they win a Super Bowl, and it looks like they have a dynasty going forward. They made it to one Super Bowl, lost in plenty of NFC championship games or divisional games with heartbreaking losses. And then there's Kansas City, who I guess technically you could consider them the 2020s, but it would be a little bit before that. But I get what you're doing. It's decade, decade. Yeah. I already have to say the Chiefs are better. They both won Super Bowls and the Chiefs made it to multiple I mean, there's parallels, though, right? Like, you're thinking you have a dynasty building up, and this also goes into, like, Tom Brady, who ruined it, and the Patriots, who ruined it for people, like, in dynasties, because thinking, like, oh, you have to have the quarterback, then you can just be a juggernaut. Well, wouldn't you say, Rowdy, that a young Rodgers in 2010 is kind of, like, the same as a Patrick Mahomes right now? Well, yes, but I'll say there's one big difference. Besides them going to another Super Bowl the Packers never made it to so far in Rodgers' tenure with the Packers. But here's another thing, and the Rodgers haters will love this comment. It's the fact that, remember uh, Patrick Mahomes signs that big extension Mm -hmm. for like over 10 years, Mm -hmm. and 
everyone's like, oh, man, but are they going to be able to build a team around him? Can they do it? Well, that was like a 10-year extension at $40 million. Guess what? In a few years, that $40 million that Patrick Mahomes is making, it ain't going to be that much no, because be another peanuts. guy will sign another contract. Exactly. And another guy will sign one after that, Every and they'll keep building. You know what? Kansas City got Patrick Mahomes cheap as hell with that deal for that. It was a super long extension for a lot of money. It's going to sweetheart thing for him. It it looked like a lot of money because it was the first year or two. But now with other guys signing deals and Aaron Rodgers is due 46 million. All those guys are are pretty much even or passing Mahomes. And he just started that extension. It's going to end up being a, a nice deal for the Chiefs in the future because we've always seen the salary cap continue to increase, continue to increase. We've seen more eyes on the NFL games the last couple of years. The only reason why they had that dip and it put a lot of Can those teams in hell is for one reason. COVID? Exactly. <laughs> That's like the first time in like forever where the salary cap didn't increase. Yeah. Now you see a huge jump. Salary cap's supposed to jump like over 20 some million dollars. And then the year after that, there's going to be a, so, another huge jump. So Rowdy, um, I, the, the, the championship round viewership numbers aren't out yet. I can go look really quick, but for the divisional round, it was an average of 38.2 million viewers, that's TV and digital, for a total viewership of 152 million. The 38.2 million is the highest divisional round on record. And the TV share of 49.3% in the U.S. during NFL game is a window is gigantic. The money, more eyes on the TV with these numbers means more revenue coming yeah, in and the for next the two, sponsors. The next two years, it's, it's expected to jump up big time again. And I don't really see especially where NBA is at this point, NBA making up any ground. If Major League Baseball took their head out of their asses, maybe they could make up a little bit of ground or just take more from the NBA. But it's the NFL right now. So Patrick Mahomes taking a nice little sweetheart deal to a degree, right, with uh, the Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers right now garners how much? What what is he? From this season moving forward, Patrick Mahomes was due $35.7 million this year. Mm Mm-hmm or this yet this upcoming year and the highest he ever tops out of until 2032 is 52.4 million dollars 52.4 million dollars over that 10 year extension mm. that's the highest he tops out at Aaron Rodgers just this year this upcoming year could be making 46 million <laughs> restructure so you're telling me that in 2031 when he reaches his max at 52.4 it's it's officially going to be big time money. Yeah. Wow. That's, that, again, that's over 10 years. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, say if he continued to play at a high level for another 10 years <laughs> and became Tom Brady times two, you know, he's not, he's not, he's going to be asking for more money and more money. So that is yeah. one thing. Patrick Mahomes took a pretty good deal to be able to, with the market cap continuing to go up and with that contract being over a long period of time, Chiefs should have money to keep the Tyreek Hills, to keep the Travis Kelsey's. I don't exactly know where their salary cap is, how much they have due, how many players have in our contract. But on the face of it with the quarterback, the quarterback is not an anchor around their neck, especially moving forward. And right now Rodgers is. And you look at the Packers of the 2010s, right? They win that Super Bowl. And then how many NFC championship games do they lose? Four? They've lost four NFC championship games in a span of 10 years, right? Well, plus now with the 2020s. But then the Kansas City Chiefs, who got Mahomes at the deal Rowdy was just talking about, 
Let's you win the Super Bowl in the 2019-2020 season. You beat the Niners, right? And then you go on. You know. Well, I'm just saying, and also signing that super long contract, obviously it's because he's young, right? Mm-hmm. You can't sign a guy to a 15, 10-, 15-year deal if he's already 35. Mm-hmm. But uh, with with Mahomes, with that, with that being such a long deal, and overall it's team-friendly for the next decade, it also makes it a lot easier to mess with your money. As in, well, you know... We're going to have to sign Kelsey for this year, actually backload it for the last few years of my contract. Or, you know what I'm saying? He can change that around so easy because they have him for so long. It's a lot easier to to uh, mess with money year to year just to make it even more flexible. Aaron Rodgers never took that long, long extension. Remember, Aaron Rodgers kind of signed him in the, what was it, kind of like four-year increments at the most money. Now for Aaron Rodgers, that was good. He's going to maximize his money. He's going to get what he's worth, but for the team, it made it a lot harder, especially now when he's got his biggest contract yet. So they're in the biggest hell yet. Would you say that the chiefs are more like the Packers in the 2010s when Rodgers, you know, started winning the MVPs and turning all the, the eyes on him. Are the Chiefs now set up more for a better run in the 2020s to win Super Bowls than the Packers were in the 2010s? I think if, they, if the Travis Kelseys of the world and the Tyreek Hills of the world stay healthy for the next five-plus year window, yes. But also another reason, I just flat out think Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are better than any weapon that uh, Aaron Rodgers ever had. Devontae Adams? Well, what I'm saying is in that time period, when, oh, the in the, ti- 2010, okay, the time period, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it was always Rodgers makes the wide receiver. All these guys, they go elsewhere. They'd be bums. It's all Aaron Rodgers. You put Tyree killer, Travis Kelsey anywhere else. They're that's, immediate. That's just like, jumping off the page. Craig Jennings was a good, good receiver in his prime with the green Bay Packers. He went to Miami and he went to Minnesota. He didn't did do nothing. Jack. He did nothing. Besides uh, talk smack about Rodgers. Donald driver at that point was extremely old. Well, he went and won dancing with the stars. You had Jordy Nelson, who was a solid player, top 10 wide receiver, in my opinion, but he wasn't a top five top receiver. No. Tyree kills, obviously a top three, four, five receiver in the league. Travis Kelsey's arguably the best tight end in the league. I think it's what it shows. Jermichael Finley went and broke his neck. Yeah. Not his fault, but no, and, but and, and injuries, think, injuries will happen. Too, I think though. a lot of people overrated, overrated Jermichael Finley. A lot of people think he was so great. I don't think he was that great. I think he was decent. He was scared to go over the middle. Solid tight he end. dropped a bunch of passes. He had bricks for hand sometimes. But a lot of people put him up on this pedestal. He couldn't hold Travis Kelsey's jack. Yeah, I'd take Kelsey in his prime way over than, you know, him. So, Rowdy, looking at this, you know, to kind of just come full circle here, everyone thinks you're going to have a dynasty, right? Tom Brady and the Patriots kind of ruined it for everyone. You think if you got the quarterback, you got the good roster, uh, you look like a juggernaut in the regular season, you're destined for a, a dynasty. Never got out of the Packers, and it looks like the Chiefs. I mean, they could do it. Sure, they had the pieces, but right now they're like the Packers of the 2010s. They keep they get to the almost to the promised land or to the promised land, and they fall short after what's going to be what many thought would be a dynasty. And you got a coach like Andy Reid who's fat like Mike McCarthy. And now Ram Jam on Twitch says ten year contracts are extreme. What if they become old and they're with their legs and blah blah blah? Well, the only guy that's under that long contract is Mahomes, and we see that quarterbacks are playing yeah. longer and longer. No, I would never give Travis Kelsey or Tyreek no. Hill ten year deals. That's just insanity. But also, they're not all guaranteed in the NFL. I mean, with the new deals for quarterbacks, there's a lot of guaranteed money being thrown around. But for a lot of these players, it's not guaranteed. You, NFL's cutthroat. And if you have Patrick Mahomes and he continues to play at this type of level, 
it makes a lot easier for guys like Devontae Adams that have contracts that are up in Green Bay that say, well, Rodgers isn't back, say he retires. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas City looks pretty appealing to me. Definitely. All right, so there's a lot of layers of this Packers topic. and you I'll, know. But I'll put money on this. They win another Super Bowl. Easily they win another Super Bowl in Kansas City in the next decade. Go back to 2010 after the Packers won the Super Bowl. Would you have said the same thing? I don't think they were as dominant as the Chiefs, though. I would have said the same. Well, I did say the same thing. A dynasty coming up. 15-1 and one season after that. 15, so Packers, after that, though. Packers are winning another Super Bowl. There's no doubt in my mind. Hell, Vegas every year had the Packers of the odds on favor to win the Super Bowl. After the 15-1 and one season, you never saw Green Bay look as good as they did in in that playoff run and in 2015. Wasn't it always like we started sitting there looking? Because well, run Dre- the table, Greg, Gen- yeah. Greg Jennings moved on. Donald Driver retired. Uh, Jermichael Finley broke his neck. Like st- Nick Collins broke his neck. Things started happening. <laughs> a <little> neck break. <laughs> there, there was. It's a dangerous sport. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like they started having people fall apart, and then all of a sudden, remembering like the 2014s of the world, which isn't that long after the Super Bowl, no. mind you. No. You're talking about holy crap. We have Ladarius Gunther. Holy crap. This is literally like Aaron Rodgers carrying the Cleveland Browns team. That roster dried up real quick. Yeah, it could happen to the chiefs, but right now you'd think it wouldn't just cause recency bias. Cause how good they are. I mean, you could be one ACL injury away, one, you know, blown out knee, one neck injury away from changing. Like, yeah, it's a lot of bad luck for the Packers there, but that, that quote unquote dynasty that you felt after the Super Bowl. I think it kind of dried up in 2014 when people started getting hurt, getting old, where right now a lot of the Chiefs players are still pretty young. Yeah, and still sitting on the couch again. You, I'm not in the Super Bowl this time when they lost last year to the Bucks, but you look at Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Where did that come from? They are now in the Super Bowl. Uh, Joey Cool has uh, stolen the hearts of America, as, well, unless you're a Chiefs fan. I love what Joe Burrow is doing. This dude is awesome. He is, I'm all on the Bengals bandwagon. I don't really care at the end of the day, but I'm on the Bengals bandwagon. I would like to see them win. Well, real quick to end this with the Chiefs. This is Patrick Mahomes since he became a starting quarterback. Lost in the conference championship game. Won the Super Bowl. Lost in the Super Bowl. Lost in the conference championship game. That's a lot farther than the Packers went. Because like you mentioned, the 15-1 team. They freaking lost in the divisional round to the Giants. Yeah. Like they had early. At the end of the day, though, they both have. They had that one early exits. These are teams that are going deep into the season. Well, someone said, "Well, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, been to four consecutive championship games." I'm like, "Well, congrats on losing three out of the four. Then, like, what, what do you want a participation award? You know, Packers won think, a Super Bowl too. You know who I think this hurts big time from the Chiefs? Eric Bieniemy, the guy that's been. Well, how's he not a head coach yet? How's he not a head yeah, coach yet? tagged as the next head coach. I mean, they I can't totally, believe this. They totally took their foot in the play calling. They took their foot off the gas pedal in that second half. There's no Two doubt. Two straight times against the Bengals. The Bengals held the Chiefs to three points in the second half in overtime. It was the exact same game I watched like three, four weeks ago. The the Bengals story is absolutely incredible. Um, we'll talk the other side too, the Niners and the, uh, the Rams game as the Rams are in with Matt Stafford. Absolutely crazy. A lover right here. Our sports director, Zach Heilprin. Good morning, Zach. Good morning. How are we doing today, my friend? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Fantastic. I'm doing great. So real quick before we get to Badger basketball, uh, Caleb Williams, the longer this goes, Zach, the more it feels good. I did see a tweet pop up 
um, obviously on Twitter yesterday, that like Caleb Williams was going to inform Paul Chris that he wasn't coming to Wisconsin, and then I saw it deleted. Like, did you see anything like that? Yeah, it got deleted because it was taken from behind a paywall. Um, oh, is, naughty, naughty. Yes, yeah, yeah, little. Well, I'll, can I can I just come clean on something? When someone takes something behind a paywall and publishes it for all to see, I think they're a true American hero. I think they're, um, yeah. I think it's not American hero. No, at all. No, <laughs> I just like it because it was like, well, I don't pay for that, but oh, ooh, I get to see. Oh, I can see it now. Oh, nice. So Zach, it's, but it, it, it wasn't like an article. It was a post from a message board. Like it, it, it was a pretty crappy thing to do, but not, uh, not totally surprising. Um, so oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, little drama. I didn't, I didn't realize I was dipping into the deep end of drama here. Ooh, 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 ooh. Well, no, like, I mean, if, if, yeah, if I, again, I don't, I'm, I don't have a paywall on anything I've ever done. Yeah, it's because you're a man of the people. It doesn't really matter to me, but I understand it from certainly their point of view. Like that's how they make their their living, and you're uh, out there taking stuff and throwing it out there yes. for for free. It's, it's a pretty crappy thing to do. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I'm not going to apologize for saying that person's a man of the people. Then, all right. So, Zach, is Caleb Williams? I'm not a real person. Well, okay. Go ahead. Anyways. There's somebody behind There's that. Twitter someone, account. some yeah, someone typed it out. Zach, it wasn't an Android. It was a person. Anyways, Zach. Yeah, someone hiding, someone hiding behind a, a fake name. Well, I have burner accounts, too. All right, Zach. So, it's not a burner account. It's a, yeah, forget it. Go ahead. <laughs> Sensitive subject. So, Zach, Caleb Williams, is he or isn't he coming to Wisconsin? What, do you, what would you lean right now, yay or nay? I think I've always le- le- uh, been uh, leaning towards the nay. I mean, no! I've, I've, I've always been, like, at the 98, 99% nay. I mean, no! everything points. Everything points to USC. Like, it all makes sense for him to go to USC. But as I said, the longer it goes, the more likely uh, Wisconsin yes. has a chance. Yes. But I think, I, I mean, I trust, I, I like John McNamara. I, I trust John McNamara. We have, we have him on podcasts all the time. He, what he put out there, I, I, I would trust. So um, I would say that it probably isn't going to happen. But, again, you never know. We'll see. Well, wasn't, uh, all right. Well, Zach, I, I think. Go ahead. No, well, I was going to say, wasn't the deadline for USC on Friday? But that was for spring classes? It doesn't really matter. Yeah, if, when you play football for a D1 school, you can get away with a lot of things. When, so, you're, when, you're, the top, when, you're, when you're one of the top quarterbacks in the country, you can do whatever you want. That's, that's true. So, Zach, what about this? At the Badger basketball game yesterday, uh, going against the Minnesota Golden Gophers, we'll talk about that momentarily, there were chants ringing out from the student section, we want Caleb. I think, don't you think that was enough to get him to come here? <laughs> You would think so, and if not that, then obviously the signs that were in there saying that people would give up their tuition money to get Caleb there. So we'll put a little NIL fund together and, and yeah. make sure to get him here, right? That, yeah. So I mean, if Caleb uh, William, Caleb Williams got free advertising on the zone if he wants it, I am I am shocked that that is not something that uh, would somehow get him to Wisconsin. His chance we want Caleb in the middle of a basketball game for three seconds. Well, it was longer than three seconds. It was more like you know, like sex. But Zach, oh, I will bad. I will give him free advertising on the zone if he comes to Wisconsin. How about that? I know he's listening. Free advertising for whatever he wants on the zone to coming to but Wisconsin. Hey, for sure, he can be his own athlete. <laughs> I'm going to reach out right, to him after the segment. Yes, indeed. There you go. We'll get the yep. we'll, we'll get the um, the marketing department on that. I don't so, know what that's worth. I don't know what it's worth, but untold untold vast sums of money. Zach is <laughs> more right? valuable than all the gold. In the world, Zach. Mm. Speaking of uh, 
of this is a bad transition. Gold. Johnny Davis was gold at the end of that game. How about Bucky taking down uh, Minnesota 66 the 60? Johnny Davis incredible in crunch time at the end. Expectations though of this team since it's halfway through the Big 10 season. Well, they 8 and 2 in Big 10 play Zach. Uh to to start this season to where they are now. Like what were your expectations to start the year for this team and how have you readjusted now? I was like at the beginning of the year, we, when we did our preseason uh, episode of the camp or the camp, the, the swing, we talked about it and, and we both thought like any finish, like six or higher would be like an amazing year for them. Um, I think like in most, both of us kind of thought like maybe they finished like eighth, ninth, kind of like they were voted to finish 10th. They've blown obviously all those expectations out of the water. They're 17 and three. They've, are eight and two in the conference are tied for the lead in the big 10. Um, it's going to be a really, really difficult stretch here coming up. They, they go to Illinois and they go to Michigan state here in the next four games or the next three games, I should say. So, I mean, it's, it's not going to be easy, but to this point, they've been um, amazing compared to where everybody thought they would be. And um, it's been a joy to watch because I think like last year you had those expectations that were outsized, like they were in the top 10 to start the year and didn't live up to them. And it's so much better. I think, I think everyone would agree uh, to go from unranked and uh, you know, no one really talking about you to top 10 and the other way around. So it's been very, very enjoyable, I think for fans and, and it's been enjoyable to, to, to follow as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you were in attendance at uh, the Cole Center yesterday watching it all unfold. So great guard. Uh, you got to remind you of the stats you have out there. Great guard. Doesn't he like absolutely own Minnesota now? Craig Gard and, and Bo Ryan absolutely own Minnesota. They've played Hell yeah. 208 times. Uh, the two schools have played 208 times. Uh, it is now tied at 104. Uh, it was nowhere close to that when uh, when they opened this up. Minnesota had a 20-game lead when Bo Ryan and Greg Gard arrived at Wisconsin. They It is now tied. It's on 28-8 against the Gophers since uh, 2001. That's, so, that's yeah, pretty, nice. pretty impressive. That's pretty nice. But, I mean, it, it's kind of like football too i mean they've, they've owned essentially owned minnesota both in football and basketball for the last 20 years and um yeah it's been impressive it's been very impressive so also impressive zach uh, wisconsin now improved to 10 and 1 in games decided by six point or fewer i know you know that um let's see that's the most in the country no other team has more than eight such wins when you're 10 and 1 in close games like that is that luck or is that skill kind of a rhetorical question because i know the answer but well, what is it? It's skill. Is it all the time? Yes. You're ten and one. You don't luck yourself into ten and one in, in no, six but, points or fewer. No, but don't you have to get some bounces to go your way? It's true. Within that, within that ten and one. Well, like it, to, in order to have the lucks bounce your way in those times, you have to be skillful to get to that position. Yeah. Look, a lot of those games where they finished, you know, where it was within six, should not have been within six. Like Wisconsin has, I don't know if it's an unwillingness. <laughs> or whatever it is, <laughs> they don't put teams away. They, no. they refuse to put teams away. That's why Rowdy uh, took Minnesota plus 11. Yeah, I mean, they, re- they refuse to put teams away. It's, that, that game shouldn't have been close. It shouldn't have come down to the final two minutes of the game. It shouldn't have been tied at 60. They were up nine, and then they proceeded not to score a basket in the next four minutes. You know, so, like, a lot of those games, they've been the great thing about them as a team is that they have the grittiness and, uh, the determination not to allow it to get all the way to the point where you lose it. But there are a lot of situations where they should not be in, in close games. Um, 
where they have to be 10 and one, but that they are, they've proven that they can win those, those close games. It's just, you're really playing on the edge. Like you're, you're playing with, you're playing with fire a little bit to yeah. an extent. Um, yeah. But yes, they are 10 and 0 in games that Johnny Davis plays where they're, where it's within six. And it helps to have a guy like that. I, I think he was at, someone was asked afterwards, or they, a bunch of guys were asked afterwards, whether he kind of acts as a safety net for like when, when you're not playing the way that you need to, you can just give him the ball and kind of get out of the way. It kind of was that way down the stretch against Minnesota. I mean, he scored the last six points. Um, big board, big dominant. offensive board. He was just dominant over the last, what, 238 of that game. He was fantastic. And if you have a player that is national player of the year contender like he is, you need him to be that, and he was. All right, so with that, you know, winning close games, you got Johnny Davis, a potential national player of the year. If a voting was today, I'd give it to him, Zach. And when it comes, though, to tournament time, I'm I'm feeling like an Elite Eight vibe. I'm trying to temper myself, but you know how hard that is for me. I'm feeling the Elite Eight vibe. Rowdy's got a Sweet 16 vibe. When you look at this Badger basketball team from, what, the, your brethren voting them, what, like t- finishing 10th or whatever in the Big Ten to where they're now tied for first, and you have a tough stretch coming up here, but they're definitely going to be a tournament team. What's What's the success for the Badgers this year in the NCAA tournament? And am I wrong for getting my hopes up in the Elite Eight? We've, we've kind of talked about this a bunch. Where do they end up in that first weekend? Like, can they finish this strong enough to the point where they're a top mm, four, top three seed? And if they are, get to go to Milwaukee? Because that's just like a huge – it's essentially playing two games at home for the first two rounds of the tournament. So you would have to think – depending obviously the matchups matter, but you would have to think that they're able to get to the Sweet 16. That would be a success. And then anything past that would just be, I think – um, like cherry on top. Ooh. I don't know about, I don't know. I don't know. The thing when you have, when you have an elite player like Johnny Davis, he can have games like he does with against Purdue. And it makes you uh, a threat against any team in the country. And so when you get into that sweet 16, you can beat anybody. And, this, and if you got to the late eight, you can beat anybody because you have that guy. So, I don't know about expectations like final. Like there's, there's. I don't think anybody's picking final four at this point. Just give but, me, give me a couple more weeks. But because, but because of Johnny Davis, it gives you that that hope that that's a potential. That's potential, right? Like he's not Dwayne Wade. I've, I've right. He's not. He's he, better. He's not. He's not. <laughs> but Dwayne Wade, like, took Marquette on a, on a run in 2003, and the rest of that Marquette team was solid but it was because of Dwayne Wade that they went to the final four. And so I mean, he has that potential. He has that kind of ability to put Wisconsin on his back. And that's why you can never say, no, there's no chance they're going to make the elite eight or no, there's no chance they're going to make the final four. So with, I mean, what's the Achilles heel? Is it the bench in the deep tournament run? Just because they're very starter heavy, obviously. Is it the bench? Yeah. 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 Because when you're playing those games so close together, you know, I mean, we've, I think we kind of saw it yesterday. Their legs, I thought that, it, I mean, there were a lot of short shots yesterday. It felt like a lot of guys were leaving uh, it short, but um, it is. I mean, they, they don't have any true scoring threat off the bench. Lauren Bowman had five points. He had all yeah, the scoring yesterday, yeah. yes. So that uh, remains a concern. Are they getting solid minutes out of guys? Yes, to an extent, but they're not getting offensive production, and that's why it's been so important for a guy like Stephen Crowell to have his offensive game coming around and Tyler Wall to have his offensive game come around here. These, what, now, this isn't even like a short stretch anymore. It's really like the last 
seven or eight games where they both have really started to produce offensively and they've needed it because they're not getting, you know, pretty much anything from the bench. So I, yeah, that would be, that to me would be a big one. And then it's also Stephen Crowell being in foul trouble um, and Tyler Wall to a lesser extent, but because they, they just don't have guys off the bench that can replace their productivity offensively. Mm. All right, Zach, uh, we're going to see what happens when they go to Illinois on Wednesday. Uh, that'll be a Stephen Crowell. I hope he eats his Wheaties because we got Kofi Coburn uh, waiting around, you know, ready to pounce or dunk, I should say. But Zach, before yeah. I let you go, um, I know it's the most painful part of my Monday is you know hanging up the phone on you. Let me ask you, Joe Burrow, has he stolen your heart like the rest of America? Love Joe Burrow, mm. big Joe Burrow, yeah, mm. big Joe. Burrow. Yeah, reminds me. Yeah, I mean it's it's fun to see a quarterback perform in the playoffs, right? Like it's fun to see. What's that mean? A guy go, I'm just saying it's fun to see a guy a, perform. I feel like the there's playoffs. a shot. I feel like there's a shot at Rodgers. I know what you're doing. I, I, I know you better than I, you know I, yourself, Hilton. I feel I, I feel like you you're a little little sensitive to, to <laughs> Rodgers' uh, criticism. That was that was just me talking about how great Joe Burrow was yesterday. He was awesome. Yeah, he was you great. Know, and, and Patrick Mahomes. Not so great. He had his Rogers moment, um, you know, late in that game. So yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't it wasn't ideal for him, but awesome, awesome for Cincinnati that um, that they're in a Super Bowl. And I think we're all are we all Bengals fans going into this one for sure. Like huge Bengals. Well, like fans. I like Matt Stafford, but it's like L.A. Yeah, the Rams. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on the Joey Cool train, dude. Yeah, for sure. I think the fact that just Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Matthews aren't in the Super Bowl is the Ooh. win for me. Like that's the best that, thing about it. That, that may be the best thing about it. Yeah. Those two. How could you? How could you have two more annoying people in your life? I don't. I just. It, I don't know. If I was Joe Burrow, I'd invite both of them to the Super Bowl suite. <laughs> and then dump uh, champagne on them. Uh, yeah, after you, you after you win after they best the Rams. Yeah. But then when they get there, it wouldn't be paid for. They'd have to pay for it. Oh, no. by the way, tickets are going for almost $6,000. That's like the cheapest Super Bowl ticket, which I'm sure they can afford. But Is there anything that you would pay $6,000 for? Like a, like a, a like, vanity. So, I, I, like I that. don't know. That was me thinking. Uh, I, that's a great question. I'd have to think about that. Oh, a question for you. I'll get back to you on that one for the 6K. Do you have, do you have an answer? Very little. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. For some vanity like that? No. Uh, heads or tails? I have a coin. I'm flipping the air. What do you call it? heads or tails? Tail. Right? Yeah. When I hear when I hear people Tail. call it heads, I like I, I like my jaw hits the floor. I'm like, you people exist. Especially it was it was heads last week. It wasn't going to be heads again this week. Thank you, thank you, Zach. We love you, buddy. Troy, pipeline of the north. Troy, my man. Troy, Troy, Troy. What's happening, <laughs> brother? What's going on? You had to pay all the bills. I understand. That was my bad. You know, we had the commercial break and we were talking off air, and I got happy with the hang up button, and then no, um, no big deal. Yeah. I just want to. I just want to uh, give a little prediction on the the halfway point of the Big Ten season where I see the Badgers. Yeah, um, please. It is. It is an un. It is such a surprise where we're at coming off last year, uh, but I, I have this team going six and four, uh, the second half of the season. And that's that's uh, some thought put into that, not my gut feeling. I I just don't think they match up with Illinois and Michigan State at all, especially at Sparty. But um, you know, then they got to have Purdue at home, which is which could be playing too for a, a Big Ten championship at that time. So I got him at six and four. I think Johnny Davis has got to get back into his groove. He's been off, and I don't know why he shows why up in moments. Even when he's off, though, he shows up in those moments, right? right? Like he, get, he gets he gets sometimes the unforced turnovers, which kind of bothers me, but he, uh, 
you know, we just got to keep on rolling. Like, like David, you just got to keep on keeping right on, here. man. Life's a garden. Yep. Dig it. I mean, I mean, playing at Rutgers and at Minnesota is going to be real difficult games. Um, besides the, the big three that we got to go up against, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun in the second half. And like I said, I'm just so pleasantly surprised with yeah. what this team has done. It's been a lot of fun. I wish we can get our bench going a little bit better, right? Um, yeah. But it's been a lot of fun. So, hey Troy, um, real quick, we were talking off here about the Packers and a salary cap. We're going to do that coming uh, coming up here. I know you're a big fan of Kevin King. Like, uh, you got, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I can't remember if you have a jersey or not, but I was seeing this. Uh, I, this is a guy that studies the Packers cap and says stuff. Uh, the next level Packers cap for savings. Sign Kevin King to a one-year minimum contract with just over a million dollars. Add his existing restructure proration of seven hundred fifty thousand on top of it for a total of one thousand one million seven hundred eighty-five thousand cap it in twenty twenty-two. Signing yeah. Kevin King for the bench saves the Packers one point two million dollars over just letting him walk. Yeah. So you could I, potentially I, see your best and favorite player, Kevin yeah. King, return again in order to know, save money. I know there's a lot that goes into contracts, you know, with them being deferred and that, that we don't have totally understanding uh, quite like the big guys do. But I, I, my new name is we got Russ and Rowdy Ball. They were handy <laughs> handy but, you know, Rowdy, Rowdy not, did not bring his abacus today, sadly. <laughs> we, we don't have that info, but. Um, I'm just talking about performance on the field. It just guy just bugged me, and then he was hurt every other week. And you know, I think that part of it was. You mean you didn't to... like him him guarding Scotty Miller in the oh, NFC Championship God. game against the Buccaneers? Evil, you're 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 trying to antagonize me with this. Guy, me but, never. Uh, I would never antagonize anyone. Anyway, I, I I think they got to move on from him. There's got to be somebody fresh out there. But that's my own thought. So you guys uh you guys have a good day and keep, keep things rolling. And uh, you got it. You got it. Hey, if you got any insight for the big guys at Madison, how they can cover Colby, uh, you better get that into them quickly this week so they can put it into practice because I think that that's going to be a huge mismatch for our, our boys. Yeah, I, I, I got a little. I got a little insight for him, real quick, Troy. Eat your Atta meat. Boy. Eat your meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and go <laughs> up for seconds the next two days. Yeah. I think my advice hey. would be you get five fouls. <laughs> yeah, well, five, ten, fifteen. They did, like that, did, they did that on an ED guy. Right, yeah. but, and it worked, I guess. It, I mean, they I won, so yeah. Yep, yep. So, well, anyway, six and four, I'm throwing it out there. I don't right. know. Troy, you're the man, brother. Hey, you guys take care. Have a good one. <laughs> See <you buddy. laughs> Yeah, Troy, big big Kevin King guy. Psych! Yeah, that's that's. I wasn't going to say it. Yeah, yeah. You, you get it, Rowdy. All right, so <laughs> signing Kevin King, I kid you not, signing Kevin King for the bench saves the Packers $1.2 million over just letting him walk. Well, first off, welcome to Bizarro World. They have bigger problems than $1.2 million. True. And also in Bizarro World, I said this at 6 o'clock, and I'll say it again for Bizarro World out there because truly we are living in Bizarro World. Mo Drayton, the Packers special teams coordinator, as of right now, will be coaching in the Pro Bowl. He is a Pro Bowler special teams coach, Mo Drayton. I know this isn't realistic, but how much would would the Packers be able to save if they just didn't have a special teams coach? I don't know. How much does Mo Drayton make? Mo All right, Mason, you kick it out of the end zone every single time. How, how hard is it? <laughs> you kick it out of the end zone every single time. We'll get our long snapper, our, our punter, and our kicker to be all, you know, as one on field goals, and we'll go for two every single time. I'll say the average <laughs> assistant coach in NFL makes around 400000 per season, allegedly. 
400,000. 400,000, 400,000. All right, that's all I'm saying. Rody, when uh, was it the Niners? That's a third of Kevin King. When the, ni- <laughs> when the Niners punted and they pinned the Rams back, like, re- you remember he caught it like right in the one? And they're like, this special teams unit's been so good that the reason why their offense hasn't scored in six quarters, the special teams is getting it done. Do you think Mo Drayton was sitting at home watching that? And just shaking his head, like, yeah, I'm still employed. What do you want from me, dude? Or Matt LaFleur was watching. He's like, how have I not fired Mo Drayton yet? He is a Pro Bowl coach right now. Mo Drayton. Let's go to line one. Who's this? Good morning. It's in Madison. Bro, we've been missing you, homie. I hope everything's good. You cool? You good? You good? Yeah, no, we're good. Uh, Dan's going to make it, man. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's all good. Uh, just been working from home a lot. Yeah, Lately, we, we've been so. missing you. I was actually thinking about you this morning. It's like I and I, who did I run into? I ran into another listener, uh, Nick Lang, Nick, our guy, Iron Man Nick. I was at the Princeton Club on the East Side, and I saw him in the locker room. He's like, "You work out here?" I'm like, "You work out here?" I'm like, "I haven't heard from you in a while." So every time I don't hear from a listener, I think about him. So I thought of you this morning. You must have felt the energy. Right. Well, oh, I think about you guys all the time. You know, in certain situations, we don't you have know, to go down that road. All but, situations, you know. <laughs> Dude, But oh man, the more trading thing. Listen, like. If Mo Drayton is your special teams coordinator for the Pro right. Bowl right now. If highly successful NFL coach Mike McCarthy can be fired midseason, how does Mo Drayton still have a job right now? Just asking questions. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Just asking it's, questions. They should. I, I, it, Rowdy, what you, that's ex- actually what I was going to say. I'm like, they should just go for it on fourth down every time and don't punt go for two don't even involve special teams like at all in the pro like, Bowl. you gotta I, think about a special crazy. teams coach like how hard can it be and then you go and watch the Packers special teams and you're like I guess it must be pretty hard it's just you know and I know there's a lot of like you know, hyperbole and, and this and that with fans talking but it is not out of the realm of possibility to say if you had a top-end college team out there doing special teams for some of those games where the Packers special teams on there, they couldn't have done any worse. Just let have some booger-eater playing Madden call the plays in. Jeez. Okay, yeah. speaking of booger-eaters that play Madden, <laughs> okay, when they flash up, uh, I believe it's Mike McDaniel, the offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers when oh. he's got the glass. He looks like he's like 30 years old, plays mad, and he's like, all right, I'm here. I'm what, showing up. That guy like is hilarious impressors, but when I look at him, and I will judge a book by his cover, I'm like, this guy somehow got a job by playing Madden. He definitely looks like, like he would Changed my mind. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, but you're I not guess. wrong. Mitch, no, uh, and, hey, Sasquatch, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Sasquatch Mike, when he said that he doesn't like uh, – Stafford. I'm not the biggest fan of him either. Um, and you could argue that the biggest reason why the Rams actually won that game is because Tart dropped that interception. Yeah, Jacuzzi they, Tart. Yeah, yeah. What's that, his name? That Jac- one play. That's not Jacuzzi. Yeah, j- something Tart. I don't know. Jacuzzi? Jacuzzi Tart? Yeah. Jacuzzi? Mr. Tart, you know. Mr. Tart. <laughs> With two T's. But he catches that. He catches that. They, at minimum, run three minutes down the clock, maybe score again, and then it's over. So it just sucks because, yeah, I think 49ers, Bengals, Super Bowl would have been You on really the You awesome. on the Joe Cool, the Joe Burrow bandwagon? Oh, come on. You and me, we're the same about that. We, we love me some Joe Burrow. Well, and he does it without – he has the it factor, like you said, but he does it without – being like the dude's got like awkward snooty. swag. He's got like awkward swag, and I like that. Right, like, like 
like he just shopped at Walmart swag type. But, I mean, he's wearing – but, you know, like he's like an everyman. Like you you could have a beer with him or a cigar or, or what have you. He just looks awesome and he doesn't – You can definitely have a look, cigar with him. Right, exactly. And, and I don't know, I, I like the whole LSU kind of connection, him and Chase. And, and dude, T. Higgins, man, he yeah. looked like a monster yesterday. Remember like, when Aaron Rodgers wanted him in the draft? Oh yeah, he just he just looks built like a machine, and there's a couple times he was catching the ball. It's like, man, they can't bring him down. Uh, if they get a couple, you know, whatever happens in the Super Bowl, they get a couple free agents to come in there and actually protect him. Mm. Uh, that team could be legit mm. for a while. Yeah, Mitch, you're the man, brother. We miss you. Nice to hear your voice. Yes, sir. You see, too. See Bye. You, yeah, to Mitch's point, uh, what was that? A couple of weeks ago, Ebo, when I went down the contract situation for the Bengals. Yeah. They are set up for the future they for really at are. least the next four years with their key players, and they have a lot of money to spend. I feel like every team is set up for the future, but the Packers and the Saints. Don't you remember though when Rodgers? I believe it was on Pat McAfee when he was talking. Man, this is which time? It was probably about a year ago before he was on in the libs. Um, no, it was it was last year, some point where. They were talking about was it uh, was before he became unleashed. It was the draft where he was talking. It might have been. I don't know if it was the exact same uh, interview as with the uh, the three fingers of tequila, but it, it, four, was, it was four around, fingers of tequila. It was around that time, and he was talking about some of the guys that he had liked. And I remember clear as day, T Higgins was one of them. Oh yeah, he did he, yeah, because he I name dropped that. T Higgins, and he name dropped like another guy or two, and obviously, yeah, they passed and they selected. Jordan Love. <sighs> Who stinks? Probably. Maybe. Hopefully not. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. You're you're looking for Jaquiski Tart. Not Jacuzzi. Jaquiski Tart. T A R T T. Yes, and that play was a little sour. <laughs> was not sweet. How he did not catch that interception is beyond me. He, like he stood on the or he laid on the turf for like a very long time thinking about what he has just done. But yeah, I mean Joe Joe Burrow, dude, this guy rocks. He is the man. But really quick, Rowdy, so uh, speaking of, now I did say you forgot your abacus today. What did Troy the Pipeline and Laura say? We have Russ Ball and we have Rowdy Ball. Those checks keep somehow, they, they keep missing sending them. Which isn't me. good if you're the money guy. Yeah. <laughs> My money's not adding up. No, but Russ Ball's continues to. So, Rowdy, uh, we were joking around about Kevin King because this is, might be PTSD for people. Trigger warning for my sensitive folks out there. Signing Kevin King would actually save the Packers money over letting him walk. You could see Kevin King again. But, Rowdy, as you said, that's the least of your worries. Yeah, one $1.2 million with now that the Packers came out and made like a lot of their different signings. Because you know how they like released Jack Heflin, the defensive lineman that made the team out of uh, um, preseason. Mm-hmm. And then they they had to cut him. So that they could activate the Zadarius Smiths of the world, and when they're bringing everyone back, well, they had to re-sign all those guys. Now that's that salary, that end of the year salary cap that was somewhere between thirty-eight and forty-four, yeah. which most places were citing. Now a lot of places are now citing after all those signings that they had for future contracts. They're now above fifty million in the hole. And what does Devontae Adams say he wants? $30 million a year? $30 million. Well, I think that's going to be... This is what I think happens. Ooh, he gets franchised with the quickness. Aaron Rodgers retires, or they bring back Aaron Rodgers, and 
if they bring back Aaron Rodgers, you know that he's going to want to bring back Devontae Adams. Well, Rodgers got to restructure. Devontae Adams isn't going to be happy with a franchise. franchise tag, but I think he could be talked into it if it's with Aaron Rodgers. They're like, Devontae's like, I want 30 mil. And they're like, best we can do is 20. Franchised. Yeah. With Rodgers. You know, <laughs> you know he might be open to it if it's with Aaron Rodgers. Because the next couple seasons, well, Aaron Rodgers only under contract for one more, mm. but the next two years, the Packers, in theory, could franchise tag Devontae Adams before their franchise tag would be up on him. That would be probably the last two years officially of Devontae Adams prime. You might be able to squeak in one more year, but unless he's an all-timer, all-timer, he's got about a two or three year window until you're going to start to see a decline. Sure. Eh, Two franchise tags doesn't look the worst, especially when you have a guy verbally saying, I want 30 million. I want 30 million. But could, oh. and then Rogers said last week or two weeks ago that Devontae Adams would not be happy with the franchise tag. And this, this could turn into a mess real quick, especially if some things don't go the way you think they're going to. If your front office, mm-hmm. like Aaron Rodgers, ends up wanting to come back, but you have to trade him. And then Devontae <laughs> Adams is essentially gone because you're still not going to pay him 30 million. Mm hmm. You probably still will have to cut Sidarius. Like, there's so many different things. That's why you so, just have to wait for the first domino to fall so to see what the hell is going to happen. Reading here, in order for the Packers to, this is a bad thing, in order for the Packers to tag and trade Devontae Adams, the team would first need to be under the salary cap with a $20.12 million tag on their books by 3 o'clock on March 16th. The Packers are currently $52.3 million over the cap without this tag or any of their other 23 free agents re-signed. My God. And Yeah, and originally... They are... <laughs> starts with an F. Ends Re- with a... Huh? Originally, I went through it, and it was if you cut the... Zadarius and Preston Smiths of the world. You cut the Dean Lowry's and the Billy Turner's of the world. You cut the Adrian Amos's of the world. That was when it was uh, projected for $40 million salary cap. Mm -hmm. Now, if you made all those cuts, you said they were how much over? 52.3. Every single one of those guys that I listed, if you cut them right now without messing with anyone's money or doing anything else and Aaron Rodgers came back, you would be about at your cap limit. And that's that's some of your best players. Your defense would be it'd be captainless without Zadarius Smith and Adrian Amos. You would have just Rashawn Gary as a pass rush. You'd lose Dean Lowry, who actually played one of his better seasons this year, and Billy Turner, who anchored down your right tackle position. Now, out of all the positions, I think they have a lot of depth at offensive line is one but again cutting <laughs> billy turner it's like he makes like nine million dollars and you're saving like four like it's <laughs> it's not anything huge uh so rowdy and russ ball have their work cut out for him eh? i'm just gonna wait for the first domino to fall and what do you think it is it's gotta be rogers it's right? rogers because rogers because he said he before free agency begins remember mid-March. when i did all those rosters with okay if you did this this guy is available for an extension or you could mess with his money to save money and this guy was available to be cut or this guy could be yada yada whatever there was only one guy that really fit in all three of those and that was rogers so yes he has to be the first domino he can't be the last domino like last year remember when we were having everyone be like oh I'm going to take a restructuring. 
oh, this guy's going to restructure, and they basically restructured everyone but Rodgers. He can't be the last domino. If he's the last domino, there's going to be a dogfight for the seller in the north between the Vikings, Bears, Packers, and Lions. So the whole division just sucks. All will be fighting for last place. (laughs) Strap in. Hold on to your butts. To quote Samuel Jackson. Seriously, though, if if the Vikings land Jim Harbaugh and he's been successful every single stop of the way, I would say probably the Vikings would have to be the favorite. Gross, rowdy. And that's strictly because they have have an established quarterback. They have a good Pro Bowl running back and a good Pro Bowl receiver. That's why. That's it. Almost made me throw up, rowdy. The Vikings. <laughs> no, no one's better than that. What do the Bears have? Some guy named. They're losing a ton of guys on defense, and that's their like stronghold. All right, I already forgot the Bears head coach name. I, I, I called him Matt La Loser. What was it again? No, what did I call Eberflus. him? Matt Lafloos is what I called him. Yeah, it's Eberflus. Matt Eberflus, not Matt Lafloos. And you have a, a lottery ticket in fields. Your defense is going to get worse. And Ryan Poles is GM. Yeah. The Bears. The Bears got pulled, and now they're Eber loose. <laughs> and the quote, the happy schnapps combo, the Bears still suck. <laughs> and the Detroit Lions are still sitting there with actually a lot of heart. And if they could nail their draft, because they got some draft capital, especially from if getting Dan Campbell ram- can get it done. If, if they can nail their draft and Goff still plays middle of the road Goff. and they improve the roster, are we talking about maybe the Lions no, being in the never, mix? No, never. No, no, no. Okay, if if they did, this is all hearsay. Right, yeah. If they did, I would say Minnesota's number one. With all the cuts and the disaster of the Packers roster, if it all went to hell, I think I might go Vikings one, potentially Lions get out, two. Get out of here. Bears three, Packers four. Unbelievable. Welcome to the 80s. Welcome to Jordan Love era. Welcome to the 70s. This that, is. There are some people that are probably listening to this that say, actually, I'd rather be in the 70s or the 80s. Yeah, me. Better times. 